every breath is my offering my heart cries these lungs sing over you my worthy king of kings I was practicing this song this week um that was one of the main things that I felt like the Lord just kept reiterating to me over and over was that like um Tuesday night at Bible study Miss Vera said it's a distraction all this chaos is just distraction and I never thought of it that way and the more I kept practicing this song like he said it's called set my heart and it made me think you know that's that's the thing the devil wants to just distract us and shift our minds if he can take our mind somewhere else he can take our body because your mind controls your physical movement that's what they teach you in basic anatomy and so you got to keep your mind where it needs to be you got to keep it set and that's exactly what this song says so the lyrics are very simple um maybe not the verses but the chorus is so as you hear it one more try to sing along and try to make it a declaration today that through all this chaos don't get distracted in what people are saying and a lot of it honestly is lies you know we know that the truth comes from the lord we know that no plague will come against us we know the truth and we know that if we have our salvation in christ that we already have victory we're already clean we're already protected so we're not going to claim it over us we're not going to worry about it okay so as we sing this song today in your spirit in your mind just take that in and make that a declaration today to just keep renewing your mind in christ and not be distracted like millions of americans are right now that are running out in panic you know and they're causing their children to panic you know and it's just fear sweeping across the nation you know don't be overtaken by that the word does not change the statistics and the vaccinations for all this stuff all of it's gonna change just like this but God's word is the same every time you go back to it and don't ever forget that that's what God just keeps reminding me you know that word is never gonna change when you go back if anything the word's gonna be new every time you read it okay so just just wanted to remind that for everyone today Quiet the voice of doubt again Echo within me every promise Let your word be louder than my fear Speak to the void when I can't see Lift up my head in every valley let your joy be greater than my grief. I have set my heart, set my, set my heart on you. You have every part of 
You make a way when none is found. You tell the roaring ocean to bow. I believe you're moving even now, right here, right now. I have set my heart, set my, set my heart on you. You have every part of me. I set my heart on you, and I have set my heart, set my, set my heart on you. You have every part of me. I set my heart on you, you. Nothing will ever break me, ever slay me. All my hope in you. Nothing will ever shake me, overtake me. All my hope in you. Nothing will ever break me, ever slay me.
Sunday school. Oh, before we start, y'all, I have a few things that I want to let y'all know about that are coming up. Uh, um, we had our ladies' meeting this week, and we had a great time in the Lord. And uh, we want to encourage y'all whenever we do these for y'all to come out and y'all to be in it because we want our ladies here, we want to be able to be there for you no matter what. We want to be friends. We want to be sisters. We want to encourage each other. We want to cry with each other. We want to laugh with each other. We just want to be family. We want to be there. And um, so anyway, I just want to encourage you for that. But I've got a few things that we decided on and I want to let you know about. So, um... We've decided to do a Mother's Day tea, and that will be May 2nd in here at 10 o'clock. And so that'll be our Mother's Day get-together, and just want to encourage you, if you don't have a daughter, adopt one. If your mother's not here, adopt one. Just bring somebody. If you, if you don't have anybody, come by yourself, and we'll be your mother, daughter, sister, friend, you know. So anyway, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a sign-up sheet over here on the bulletin board, and y'all check our bulletin board every now and then to make sure you're up on things. But I'm going to put a list over here, put your name and how many will be coming with you so we can get a head count because the men are going to cook breakfast for us that day. Uh, all the good stuff. All the, I, did y'all know that? <laughs> I talked to Danny and he said, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> I guess I should have waited to say that. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, the next thing, we have a bridal shower for Vicki Gooden um, on April 4th. And that's going to be a brunch, and that's also going to be here at the church. And um, we're going to ask you to sign up what you can bring that day, what kind of snack you can bring to share. Okay, and that's all the, the ladies' things. But I do have two other things to tell you about. Um, March 29th is Youth Sunday here. And um, what we've decided is um, I think Sam's going to speak, Christopher's will do some stuff, the kids are going to sing a song. Um, just going to be a, a fun thing of, of our youth. And um, so we've also decided to make that Family and Friends Day. So we want you to invite your family and friends, and then we're going to have a cookout afterwards. We're going to have hot dogs, and then we're going to have games. We're going to have kickball, and hopefully by then he'll be kicking. And uh, we're going to have, um, like, cornhole and all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm <laughs> we'll get you a pink sweater. <laughs> yeah. tell you about is Bible school y'all who likes Bible school I love Bible school 
Um, anyway, we've tentatively, the dates are June 8th through the 12th, and it'll be 6.30 in the afternoon. And um, I've got a sign-up sheet, y'all. I, I brought my creativity out. I, my printer's not working, so I had to print it myself. <laughs> and I love markers and paper. So, um, But anyway, I'm also going to put that over here on the bulletin board, and I need y'all to sign up, okay? Because we need workers, and we need to bring those children in and teach them about the love of Jesus. And when we get these kids in here, the parents will come. And we'll get the love of Jesus in those homes and change those lives forever. Well, uh, we're doing Jesus, You're My Superhero. And so everybody, if you see at Walmart or somewhere the little superhero shirts, go ahead and buy you one. And that's what the leaders and everybody will wear that week. If not, just let me know and I'll get you one. Okay? So anyway, I'm done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, how many, how many birthdays do we have this week? I know the kids have got out of here. I don't know if any of them have birthdays. I know Johnny's got one. Anybody else? You got a birthday this week? All right. Well, let's sing happy birthday. Ronnie, lead us in that, bro. Birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. All right. I know we got some visitors this morning. Uh, Jimmy's, uh, Jimmy Smith's uh, sister and brother-in-law are here. So glad to have y'all. Uh, Bobby and Marjorie, right? Did I get, I got your names right? <laughs> okay, that's a plus. <laughs> Glad to have y'all this morning. Bobby came for our uh, men's breakfast, and uh, so he decided to come back. So Maybe he'll come again, <laughs> he and Marjorie. And, uh, and we started a new thing. You know, if you're a little, if you're a little uh, shaky about shaking hands, you can, instead of a fist pump, you can do an elbow pump, all right? That <laughs> and uh, we have plenty of hand sanitizer. So, uh, you know, I got to thinking, why couldn't you make your own? Just get a bottle of rubbing alcohol and mix it with something and make your own hand sanitizer. Yeah. Make your own hand sanitizer. So, because uh, you can't hardly find it right now, but uh, just wash your hands. I mean, that's the best thing you can do. But, um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're here, that you're not living in fear and you're not afraid. Uh, we'll just declare no virus can survive in the house of God. How about it? Because this is the house of God right here. And that, so are you if Christ is in you. And, you know, I don't know what level you are, but if you're afraid, the Bible says, when I am afraid, I will trust in him. But God wants to get... God wants to get us to the place and uh, in Hebrews chapter uh, 13, which is quoting Psalm, it says, God, it says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? And 365 times, you'll recall, in the Bible itself, it says, fear not. 
God does not want us to be afraid. Fear not, only believe. Let's just trust in him. Now, I grant that we should use common sense. If you've if you got a fever and you, you know, you're sick, stay home. Just stay home. Um, you don't need to be out anyway. You need to be in bed. You need to be taking care of yourself. And, but uh, if you're feeling fine, let's, let's worship the Lord and uh, praise God. Um, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Also, uh, y'all, um, I just want to say a special thanks to Bill Sellers and uh, Wendell, uh, who have basically run our water line to our, I'll call it the parsonage, to our house. Um, and, uh, and I declare, I, I wish you, I didn't know you guys were doing that. I'd have been here. I could at least watch and supervise. Every job needs a supervisor, right? I'd have sent Christopher. He'd have done more. <laughs> but uh, but just thank you guys for for doing that. I mean, yeah, give my hand. They 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 deserve it. They deserve it. And uh, well, they love the Lord too, don't they? Amen. That's our motivation, isn't it? So if you love the Lord, guess what? We love one another. That's right. That's right. And um. You know, I was I was thinking this week. Uh, you know, I just it just came out of me, Lord, I love you. But the only reason I love God is because He loves me. We love Him because He first loved me, and I wouldn't even know what love is were it not for the love of God. And uh, and that's the goal, folks, of Christianity is not just to love; it's to become love. It's to be like Christ because God is love. That's his nature. That's his character. And he wants that nature and character to be in us. Because love, 1 Corinthians 13, never fails. It never fails. People can hate you and hate you, but if you love them, you're doing the will of God. And it never fails. It will accomplish the will and the purpose of God. And uh, so once again, thanks, guys, for for your hard work. And uh, Bill, I think you've got a test coming up Tuesday. Is that right? We'll be sure to pray for you before you get out of here. How about that? All right. So Buzzy, tackle him if he tries to leave. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you might not want to tackle Bill. Huh? <laughs> All righty. Um, let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. Everybody good? Amen. Amen. Um, appreciate Caressa getting all the planning, planning some things, getting things. So if you have any questions, just ask her, okay? <laughs> all right, Ephesians chapter 2. All right, verse 1. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. Oh, that's Exodus. <laughs> I was thinking, that ain't what I got. <laughs> uh, all right. And a man at the house of Levi went and took a Oh, all right. I'm just interested in there. <laughs> that must have been talking about Moses. Well, Moses' daddy, anyway. Um, we good, bro? Oh, y'all, by the way, pray for Jeff. He's got, he's got a migraine, so. I'd be home too if I had one of them. 
All right, I'm going to read it. That'd be all right? All right. Okay. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this day. This is a day that you have made. Lord, we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. We're going to give you thanks. We're going to give you praise. Lord, you take charge. And God, I trust this is going to be a good sermon because I've asked you to do the teaching and the preaching. In Jesus' name, amen. Because Christ is in me, the hope of glory. Is Christ in you? So if he's done, he does the preaching and he does the listening, it ought to be something going good going on. Amen? All right. So we'll just hang on. So you go, Jesus. Uh, last Sunday, um, you know, I emphasized the importance of believing. Well, guess what? I'm still on that. Because um, in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, Moses took the children of Israel to the promised land. And they were supposed to cross the Jordan River and go in and possess the land. God had told them to do it. So, did the land belong to Israel? Was it their land? It was their land. But why didn't they get it? Because they did not believe. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 that they could not enter the land because of their disobedience. What was their disobedience? Refusing to believe. Their disobedience was unbelief. Folks, why do people go to hell? Is it because of their sin? Yes, the sin of unbelief. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. But if you don't believe... You will be condemned. So, uh, if you're a born-again child of God, then you have believed unto salvation. But, does faith stop there? Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Okay, we believe that God has saved us. Now what? I just jotted down a few things. I don't know if I've got them written here. But uh, some of the things, yeah, I do have them written here. I wrote them on an envelope a while back. These are just a few of the things that are true about us if you're a child of God, first of all, you're a, you're a child of God. You're a son. You're a daughter. Okay? Another one, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You are redeemed. You are justified. You are chosen. You are sanctified. You are even glorified. That's in Romans chapter 8. You're saved, you're forgiven, you're reconciled, you're qualified, you're accepted, and the list goes on. It is not limited to that. So, is that true about you? Is it? Is it? This is not a trick question. 
Is it true about you? Yes, it is. The problem is seeing it and believing it. So many of us, we, we get saved, we get born again, and we just kind of like hold on until Jesus comes. We don't progress. We don't move on. We have a, a hard time believing that what this book says about me is talking about me, and it applies to me. We, 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 we base our truth and our reality on mostly on how we perform, and then we base it on how we feel. We, we fall short, we fail to do something, we condemn ourselves, we disqualify ourselves from the truth that God has said. And so therefore we feel unworthy and we feel condemned. Or we just wake up in the morning and we just don't, we don't feel good or we're we in a bad mood or we woke up, woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You know, you have a choice when that happens. And that happens. You can believe that, which is a lie, or you can declare, I don't care what I feel. God, your word is true. I'm your child. I'm yours. I'm chosen. I'm qualified. I'm accepted. I'm justified. I'm glorified. I'm yours, just as we sung that song. And I thank you, Lord. This is a day that you have made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it because how I feel can't steal my joy. My circumstances can't feel my joy. This person who I'm allowing to ruin and mess up my life does not have the right to take my joy. God, you have given me all these things. I choose to believe. Say, Look at somebody and say, it's time to believe. It's time to believe. It's time to believe. This is the truth. Okay? So it says Israel. It says the, word, the gospel was preached to Israel just as it was preached to us, Paul says. But the, the Bible, the word did not profit them because of unbelief. The word of God had no power. I can't believe you said that, Pastor. The Word of God had no power because it was not mixed with faith. This Word, folks, is, 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 is alive, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, but it's not going to do you a bit of good if you don't believe it. I can't believe you said that, Pastor. It's not going to do you a bit of good unless you believe it. Now, how do you believe it? Well, first of all, you get it in you. And you just believe that this is talking about me. This is not just truth. This is my truth. See, folks, you get the word in you. You believe it. And it comes to a place where you know it. You know it's truth. That's where God wants to get us. Let's take saving faith. How many of you believe Know right now that if you were to die this second, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you believe, know that if you were to die right this second, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord? How many of you know that? You know that. You're convinced of that. Growing up, we watched Billy Graham religiously. Every time, 
every night when Billy would lead everybody in the sinner's prayer, my mama was getting saved again. I said, Mama, <laughs> you already trusted Christ. You're already saved. I just want to be sure. I just want to make sure. So she'd pray that prayer every, and then, you know, Billy quit doing his crusades, and then she started watching Joel Osteen, and Joel would have a uh, sinner's prayer at the end of his sermons. <laughs> it's funny, because uh, uh, my mama really liked Joel, and then uh, when I was up in North Carolina, I came to visit her while she was still alive, and, um, and she said, how'd you do? I said, I did better than Joel. <laughs> she looked at me and went, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, her own son didn't match up to him. I was like, oh, mama, you hurt me. But, uh, but she, she'd pray. She'd pray. I said, mama. I said, when you get to the point where you believe, where you know, that I'm a child of God. I, I get to the point where I know it's true. It's not based on how I've done. It's based on what he has done. Listen, every truth that I've, I said, you're sanctified, you're glorified, you're chosen, you're redeemed. Is, is it based on your performance? If it is, we're in trouble, aren't we? That's why so many Christians are in trouble and have trouble believing the truth because they're basing the truth of what God has said concerning you on their performance. It's not based on your performance. It's based on your faith. Abraham believed God and he was justified because of his faith. Abraham believed. Therefore, he was justified. The just, well, this went right on the heels of uh, what I quoted in Romans about uh, the right, the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Therein is righteousness of God revealed for faith. Faith. Um, for there, yeah. And then, I don't know if I quoted this or not, but I'm going to quote it again. On the tail end of that verse, it says, The just shall live by faith. What that means, folks is if you're not accepting the Word of God and its truth for you, for me, I'm not living. I am not experiencing life. I am experiencing religion because I am trying to qualify to receive what God has already given me. When my job is, is to, by faith, believe that these truths are my truths. And see, when you begin to believe that, it's going to come to a place where you know that. And I will not be shaken, and I will not be moved. You know, with all this coronavirus going on and everybody crazy, and, you know, not everybody, but people panicking and all that stuff, Hebrews tells us, God says, I will shake the heavens and the earth. Now, when God shakes the heavens and the earth, there's going to be some shaking. 
Not to borrow Elvis's song, a whole lot of shaking going on. <laughs> Why did I go there? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Why do I do that? Okay, there's going to be a lot of shaking. So, but that's not the end of the verse. I'm going to shake the heavens and the earth so that that which cannot be shaken will remain. Folks, where are your feet planted? On the rock? Well, that rock ain't moving. Come on if we run out of toilet paper. What did your grandparents do? They probably had corn cobs. I don't know. They had a Sears and Robot catalog. They survived. I mean, if that's the worst of our problems, come on. You know, God is good. God is faithful. Man, it's not time to fear. And if the world is, is looking at you and you're a, you're a child of God and you've got fear in you, where are they going to find faith? Where are they going to find hope? Where are they going to see the truth? If the light is in you, folks, it's time to shine. If the truth is in you, then declare that truth. Not just to speak it, be it. See, what this world needs is not somebody who just talks a good talk. They need somebody who's walking it. They see the truth of the gospel in their lives. You are not just preaching. You're living what you believe. You're not just saying what you believe. You're living what you believe. And the truth is, they don't, you don't even have to say anything because they see it. They see it in your life. I'm going to tell you, joy is undeniable. When the joy of the Lord is your strength, people see that. When love is, is who you are in your character. They see that. They feel that. They experience that. And they want that because they know it's not you. It's Christ in you. And that's who people need to see. They need to see Christ in me, the hope of glory. Amen? We made it. Okay. And you. Who's he talking to? He's talking to you. <laughs> talking to me. He made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. The Bible says in Romans 5, 12, Wherefore is by one man sin entered the world. That man was Adam. And so, uh, and death, let me make sure, I, Wherefore is by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, for all have sinned. Okay? Trying to figure out where I want to go with this. Talking about these. I just I just got some scriptures written down. That's it. That's all I need. God fills in the blanks. Um, people who are not born again are dead spiritually. Adam was told by God, when you eat of this tree, you will surely die. Before you were born again, you were dead spiritually. That which you were created to be was destroyed. You were created to be a son or daughter of God in his image. That image was, was destroyed. 
You became selfish. You became self-centered. It's all about you. It's all about me. It's just we, we became self-focused. We were created to be a house of God, to be a son of God, to look like him, to act like him, to think like him, to behave like him, to look just like him. I've said this before. When, I, when you would have seen Adam before he fell, he would have looked, talked, acted just like Jesus. And that was destroyed. Okay? So you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Okay? Now that you've been born again, what does it say? You've been made alive. Paul writes in Colossians chapter 3, <clears throat> since you have been raised with Christ, seek those things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you are dead, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Okay? Um, Ephesians chapter 1, if you want to drop down to verse 5, my brother. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. No. I'm sorry. Yeah. Chapter 2. Chapter 2. That's right. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. I think we're missing something. Yeah. Uh, even when we were dead in trespasses. No, it does say that, doesn't it? Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive. Oh, it doesn't make sense unless you put verse 4 in it. Am I, am I doing all right? <laughs> I don't think I am. Let me read verse 4. God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved. You know, if you can't laugh at yourself, you've got you a problem. <laughs> I'm laughing all the time. Even... When we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Okay, so we were dead. Now that you are born again, you have been made alive. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, all things are new. That which is old has passed away. Behold, all things are new. Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. So you were dead. Now that you have been raised with Christ, you are alive. But I just, I just quoted you Colossians that set your mind on things above we're, um, set your mind on things above, not on the earth, for you are dead. Wait a minute. I was dead. Now I'm alive. Now I'm dead. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. <clears throat> um. I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 5, 14 and 15. Y'all hang with me. Y'all hanging? All right, keep on hanging. I want to go somewhere with this, all right? So, all right. 
Well, the love of Christ compels us because we judged us that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. So let's recap. You are dead in your trespasses and in sins. You become born again. You're a new creation. You're alive. But you're dead too. Are you confused yet? All right. Well, let's go to Romans chapter 6. And that should clear up some confusion. All right. So there's something we got to understand. Christ came to this earth as the last Adam. Why? He came as a man. Why? So that he could identify with us. Not just identify with us. I don't know, I don't know what word I could use. When Adam sinned, you sinned. Even though that happened thousands of years ago, it still affected you. Every child that's born in this earth is born a sinner. They're born with a sin nature, and they must be born again. Okay? So that sin affected humanity. Okay? That's, that's the power that Adam had. Well, another Adam came with a greater power. The first Adam had the power to destroy. The last Adam has the power to redeem. To save. Okay? So the first Adam, by his sin, cast sin upon the whole human race. The last Adam, by his death on that cross, has provided salvation for every human being on the planet. What did you have to do to be born a sinner? Nothing. Now, to receive what Christ has done, you must believe. But when you believe, what do you have to do to become all these things that God has said you are? Simply believe. Believing doesn't stop with salvation. The just shall live by faith. God wants these truths to get down in you so that we can see them, so that we can become them. Because the will of God is for us to be conformed to the image of Christ so that we who are the body of Christ manifest Christ on this earth. Now, I want to try and get into the nuts and bolts, hope I don't get lost, of really how that happened. Um, Let's go to Romans chapter 6. And while you're going there, I'm going to read 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. There it is. Uh, Verse 24. Who himself, talking about Jesus, bore 
our sins in his own body on the tree. That we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. So Jesus, as the last Adam, see, I quoted 2 Corinthians 5.17, okay, that says, um, <laughs> Johnny, I need to write some more things down, don't I? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. It goes on to the end of that verse, and it says, he, speaking of Jesus, became sin for us. He who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So it's saying here, he himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. That we, having died to sins. When did you die to sin? Huh? When Jesus died. So when Jesus died to sin, you died to sin. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world. When sin came, it had a lot of cargo with it. What came with sin? Death. What else? Sickness? Coronavirus? What about selfishness? What about hatred? Pride? Prejudice? Arrogance? Self-righteousness? Unforgiveness? Worry? Doubt? Greed? Anxiety? Depression? Fear? Suicide? The list goes on. All that stuff, folks, is from hell. And it's sin is all right. All of that, when sin came... All of that came with it. I mean, Adam and Eve, their, first, their children, their son killed his own brother. Why? Because God accepted his offering, his brother's offering, and didn't accept his. Murder. All that came with sin. But it said here that Jesus died to sin. Come on, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get somewhere with this. I'm trying to get somewhere. Jesus died to sin. He destroyed it. He crushed it. He rose from the dead for what? Our justification. He rose to sin to prove that when he died on that cross, he killed sin. Romans chapter 8 says Jesus condemned sin. In the flesh. That's why there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because Jesus condemned sin. He killed sin. So you were, you were dead. Now you've been raised. You're alive. But he says we are dead. What's dead? Death. Sin is dead. So when God looks at you, does he see sin? So why do we? Because we don't believe. We don't know. We don't believe. 
That's why it's so important, folks, to not just read this word so I can have knowledge. Not just read this word so I can win an argument. Not just read this word because I've done my duty and read my Bible. Read this word so I can believe this word and this truth changes who I am and how I see myself and how I see other people. Because when I see myself different, guess what? I see you different. I regard no man according to the flesh, Paul wrote. I don't see you for what you've done, for what you've said. I don't see you for your past. I don't see you for your stains. I don't see you for your mix-up, your mess-up, your color, your race, your age, your sex. I don't see you for any of that. I see Christ in you. I see your potential. I see who you can be because that's what God sees. When, when Jesus stopped on his road and going into Jericho and Zacchaeus is up in the tree, he didn't say, get down, you filthy, tax-collecting, swindling, lying little devil. <laughs> That's what everybody else said and saw. Hmm. He's gone to me to the house of the guests of a sinner. That's what they all said. But Jesus said, he didn't say, come down, you dirty, rotten thief. He said, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is probably thinking, how do you know me? Do you know what Zacchaeus means? Woohoo, this is so good. It means righteous one. Come on, Zacchaeus. I know you are or have been, but I know, I, I know who you are. And that's who I'm calling. Zach, righteous one. Righteous, I'm going to your house. We're going to fix it. We're going to take care of business. You're going to become who I see. I feel like preaching. Why don't we become what God? I, I, I said, God, I want to see me the way you see me. I want to see me the way you see me. We're our bi biggest critics. We criticize ourselves. We sell ourselves short. You look in the mirror, and I mean, I mean, you just call yourself stupid, dummy. God doesn't do that. How many of you like it when your children say, I can't do it, I'm stupid, I'm ugly, I'm, I'm fat, I'm skinny, I'm too tall, I'm too short, I'm do-do-do-do-do. Do y'all like that? You want to say, psh, psh. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I don't slap my kids. Never have. <clears throat> I wouldn't now, they would slap me back. Way. I've slapped their behinds. Where was I going? But you don't want your children to talk like that because you know better. You don't see that. So do you think God is pleased when we do that? It's really a, a kind of a sick form of self-humility. We almost feel like we're being pleasing to God by putting ourselves down. God's not pleased with that. Don't do that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
because it's not me. Folks, if the, if the, the maximum potential you have is all that you can do, you just limited and stop the hand of God. And all that you can do is that which is in the natural, not the supernatural. God's into the supernatural. That's why the Bible says not many wise, not many noble are, are chosen. That's why I'm your pastor. <laughs> not many wise, not many noble, not many uh, whatever, you know. In other words, I, I pick people who, who ain't got it all together. I pick people who, who, got, who got issues. I pick people who um, they need work, but, but I pick them because I'm going to do the work through them. So that everybody will know that that ain't them. That was God. That's right. So don't say, I can't. I No, you can't, but God can. God can. All things are possible to them that believe. You know, let's take sickness. Let's say you... You're sick. Let's say, let's say, God forbid, you have a disease that's going to take you out. And we're tempted to at some point give up. Say, well, it must be God's will for me to go home. I believe it's God's will for me to believe. That's what God's will is. It's always his will for me to believe. And if I die, I'm going to go down believing. Come on, yeah. If I die with some horrible disease, I'm going to die believing. Because I want to be found in faith. That's where the fight is, y'all. I wrote it down, Johnny. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. The fight, y'all, is the fight of faith. Paul told Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. What about the devil? What about the devil? What is the devil attacking? He's attacking your faith. Jesus told Peter, Satan hath desired to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith not fail. Notice Jesus didn't say, I have prayed so that he will leave you alone. Oh, he's coming. But why should I be afraid? He's given us power to tread on serpents' heads. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am more than a conqueror. Through him, Christ Jesus. See, we wake up and we don't feel that. Something happens and we don't feel that. Tell your feeler you're a liar. What have feelings got to do with truth? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Your feelings have nothing to do with truth. That's where the rubber meets the road, folks. What is the truth? What is the truth? This is the truth. What do I believe? What do I believe? Circumstances say this. Somebody's saying this. People are saying this. What do I believe? What do I believe? 
And I'm going to tell you something, if you choose to believe and you believe in the midst of whatever it is, the feelings will come. But we don't live for a feeling. We're not after a feeling. We're after the truth. We're after faith. All things are possible to them that believe. Jesus said, all you need is a mustard seed, and those mountains will move. When? You have a mustard seed of faith. I said, well, I ain't got any faith. The last thing I want to do is to discourage and condemn you. I'm just preaching like this because we can be this. We can believe this. We can become this. Come on, Jesus paid for it. It's time to say, it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. But I'm not good enough. Some, that's a lie. Of course you're not good enough. But the blood of Jesus has been applied to you. Therefore, I qualify. Come on. It's not me being arrogant or boastful. If I'm bragging, I'm bragging on Jesus. I'm bragging on the blood. I'm bragging on the cross. I am what I am by the grace of God. Woo! Come on! I told you I felt like preaching. And I don't have to have an applause. Applause is nice. But the truth, I, can, I tell you, I can preach to a tree. I've done it. <laughs> I preached in the car. I preached all over the place. It's good. Jesus is saying, Amen, son. Holy Ghost is saying, Amen, boy. Get it. Get it. Get it. Believe it. Hmm. I just want us to believe. Come on. Is your Bible different from mine? Yeah, they're different versions, but let's say we all have a New King James Version Bible. Is your Bible different from mine? Does yours say the same thing mine does? So is the same truth I have the same truth you have? Is God a respecter of persons? Does God play favorites? Is the ground level at the cross? Are we all worth the blood of Jesus? So how much potential do you have? Come on. How much potential do you have? Let's just see how far the grace of God can take us. Let's stop shelling, selling ourselves short. Let's stop making excuses. Let's stop looking at ourselves. Let's lift up our eyes and look at the cross for the one who paid for it, who paid for it. Let's become what he paid for. Let's receive what he paid for. Let's believe what he says. Because if you believe it, you'll become it, and eventually you'll know it. And no matter what happens, you are not moved. Come on. The heavens are shaking. The earth is shaking. And I ain't moving. Because I know my God. I know the truth. I'm not afraid. Fear, fear, fear. Fear is like water on a duck's back. It has no place here. 
Jesus said, Satan is coming. There in the upper room talking to the disciples. He says, the evil one comes, but he has no place. In other words, he tells me a line. He has no place. He has no power. He has no authority. Remember, a lie only has power and authority if, if, unless you believe it. It has no power at all unless you believe it. But if you believe it, then it has power. It, it rules you, ruins you. But we have the truth. We have the truth. And see, that is what the enemy is attacking. He is attacking the truth. He is attacking your faith. He's after it. He wants to destroy it. He said, Peter, he, he wants to sift you as wheat. He wants to eat your lunch. He wants to destroy you. He wants to rip your faith away. But I pray for you that your faith does not fail. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. And that old hymn, faith is the victory. It's off key and I don't care. Faith is the victory. Oh, glorious victory that overcomes the world. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, do I need to quit? Because I got another. Are y'all okay if I keep going? Y'all, are you sure? Don't lie to me. All right, I'm going to read another. Romans chapter 6. <laughs> Who's going to say no? That's enough, preacher. <laughs> Woo, Romans chapter 6. Okay, what shall we say then? And if you want to read chapter 5, he had a lot to say, and it was good. So, all right, let's, let's recap. You're dead. You've been raised with Christ. You're alive, but now you're dead again. So what is it that died? Sin. The old man. My old sinful nature. That which Adam took and when they ate, that which died. So that which died has died. Then death has died. So what's left? Life. So therefore, sin and all the junk that it brings with it has no place in me unless I believe it, unless I allow it to stay in there. But I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm a new creation. Behold, all things are gone. All things are new. That's us. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Come on. I'm brand new. And all the truth of the Word of God is true. What shall we say? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? You're dead to it. Why, why, what's it doing in you? What, why, what place does it have in you? It, I'm dead to it. I'm dead to it. If you got a habit, if you got, a, if you got something, if, if, give, you know, the Bible says don't give place to the devil. If there's something that's in your life, it's a recurring sin, it's something you struggle with it, you need to declare to that thing, you're dead. You're dead. You're dead. And you don't have any power over me. You don't have any influence. But I tried that and it doesn't work. Since when do you quit? You keep doing it. You keep doing it. You keep declaring you're dead. You're dead. You're dead. What's happening? Truth is replacing a lie. 
truth is removing any influence and a foothold. It's tearing strongholds. Lies are being torn down. They're being destroyed. Let the truth come in. All right, so do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? See, his death was not his death. It was our death. He died, yes. But why did he die? Because we were dead. <laughs> he died because we were dead. And so he identified with us. He, and when he identified with us and he took our sins in his body on the tree, that was our sin, our condemnation, our sin, judgment, hell, sickness, disease, everything that came with sin was put on him. It's gone. Hallelujah. Amen. So what's left? Life. Do I need to calm down? I'm okay. I'm working up a sweat up here. And I'm sitting down. Okay. I'm just excited. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk and newness of life. Why? Because death has died. I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith. Come on. Of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And back in Colossians, it says, um, I'm going to quote it again. But it says, you're dead and your life is hidden with Christ in God. The very next verse talks about the importance of Believing, a faith. See, all these wonderful truths, folks, it's just like the children of Israel. They could not go into the promised land unless they believed. These wonderful promises that God has given us, it's, not, it's one thing to know them. We've got to move beyond knowing them to believing them to the point where we know it. It's true. I don't just believe it's true. I know it's true. Woo, that's when it gets good. That's when nothing can shake you. Nothing can move you. Nothing. Nothing. See, the devil does not want you to get to that place. Because there's not a thing in the world he can do against you. He can throw every dart in the world. You're just holding up that shield of faith. Ding, ding, ding. Just bouncing off. Yeah. There's not a thing you can do about it. God has given us the truth. He's given us his spirit. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. We bless with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Let's believe it. Woo. I'm trying to stop, y'all. For if we, verse 5, if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. See, that old man was everything we got from Adam. It was death. And that guy died. When Jesus died, he died. When I believed on him as my Lord and Savior, my old man, and everything that came, all the sin that I got from Adam that I was born with died on that cross. That's why I'm born again. I'm a brand new man. 
that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. And remember, sin is everything that comes with it. It's not just doing the wrong thing or not doing the right thing. It's anxiety, it's depression, it's sickness, it's anger, it's unforgiveness, it's holding a grudge. It's all that junk. It's gone. That's freedom. Can I tell you how free it is? And praise team, y'all can come on up here. Can I tell you how free it is when the truth begins to sink down in your soul that your rightness with God is not about your performance. Your righteousness is not about how well you do or how good you're doing. Your righteousness has everything to do with what he did and what you believe. Everything. And when you get anchored in that truth, there is freedom. Freedom. Because you might, okay, let's say you messed up, okay? Has God changed his mind toward me? Is God not speaking to me? Is God upset with me? Is God mad at me? See, we, we feel, and, and you know, we even do this. If I don't feel the presence of God, we start to think, what did I do wrong? What did I say wrong? What did I not do? What didn't I do? And so we conclude, God's upset with me. God's mad with me. God doesn't like me. God doesn't love me. Can I tell you all that's a lie? It's all a lie. Let's say you do mess up. Lord Jesus, I messed up. But I thank you that you love me. I thank you that your attitude hasn't changed. I'm still the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm yours, Lord. I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry. I don't want that. I don't want to live like that. I want to be yours and all yours. See, all of that, folks, just makes you more like Jesus. Just makes you more like Jesus. Let's go get some communion.
For those of you who may be struggling, doing better is not the answer. Trying harder is not the answer. It's just time to simply believe. Just believe. Just believe that God loves you, that he hasn't changed his mind about you, that his plans for you are to prosper you, to to give you a future and a hope. Nothing but good. God is a good God. And maybe some of you are struggling believing that right now. Just begin to say, Lord, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your goodness. You know, I'm reminded of the ten lepers. They cried out to Jesus, Lord, heal us. He said, go show yourselves to the priest. You had to show yourself to the priest so the priest would look at you and declare you clean. You were no longer a leper. But when they, when they, when they left and started going to the priest, were they still lepers? Were they still lepers? Yes, they were. If they had said, well, what's the point in going to the priest? I'm still a leper. Would they have been healed? Would they have been healed? No, they would not. They had to, by faith, head toward the priest. And on the way, they were healed. So you may not be experiencing the goodness of God. Faith is not waiting till you feel and experience the goodness of God to declare, Lord, I thank you for your goodness. No. When it seems like God's a million miles away, you say, Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. That's new every morning. Thank you, Lord, for your kindness. Thank you, Lord, for your healing. Thank you, Lord, for taking care of this situation. Thank you, Lord, for meeting my needs. Thank you, Lord, for giving me a job or a better job. Thank you, Lord. That's faith. It's declaring it when you don't see it. So you keep declaring it until you see it. That's faith. So God is good, y'all. And on the night he was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. He said, take heed, this is my body, broken for you. How is that possible? So we could be one, one with one another and one with him. Let's eat together. Jesus took the cup. He said, this cup is a new covenant. In my blood, when you drink it, show the forgiveness of sins. And if I'm forgiven, then all the promises of God are yes. And we say amen. Lord, thank you for your blood that was shed. Let's drink together. Brother Bill, I want you to come up. I want to pray for you. Anybody else? Come on up here. Stand in for them. Anybody need healing in their body? By the way, I got a little man praying for me right here. You don't think these prayers don't hit the throne of God? Huh? You don't think these prayers right here that God doesn't hear? 
He says, out of the mouths of babes. Come on, that's faith right there, buddy. Woo-hoo-hoo. Come on. That's faith right there. Little man, I'll take that prayer all day long, any day, all day. Yes, sir. By the way, the president has declared today a, a, a national day of prayer. You know, we don't need we don't need to be hiding. We need to be coming together as a body of Christ, declaring. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray for Bill. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brother. I pray for healing. We declare by faith that his heart is whole, strong, regular heartbeat. Regular heartbeat in the name of Jesus. By your stripes, we declare him healed in Jesus' name. Who are we praying for, brother? Your brother? Mother. Father, we pray for Wendell's mother. We declare by faith that she is healed in the name of Jesus. By your stripes, she is healed. Father, touch Wendell's mother. We just come together in faith, believing in the name of Jesus. We say be healed. Let's pray for um, Nathan. Nathan's uh, towards ACL. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for Nathan. We lift him up to you. Father God, a torn ACL is not a problem for you. We declare be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Lord, I just thank you for my healing. My leg is whole. My body is whole. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Anybody else? All right, let's pray for our country. Lord, together as the body of Christ, we just lift up America. We not just pray for our country. We pray for the whole world. Lord, the whole world is dealing with this. Pray for China. We pray for Italy. Pray for Europe. We pray for Africa, North America, South America. Lord, we just, uh, Asia, we just lift up these nations to you. And God, Lord, there's just so much going on. It's not just coronavirus. God, there's so much going on. We pray that the eyes of men, even through this, will be open to know and, and, that, and see that, Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. You are the answer. Thank you, God, that we know you, that we can call you Father, and you've redeemed us and bought us. We come together with the body of Christ to pray for your will to be done souls to be saved, lives to be changed, bodies to be healed. And we declare this coronavirus dead in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.